2: now
4: Good evening, everyone. And as always, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. I am your host, Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And today, we are going to be exposing the greatest, the worst, the most violent attempt to overthrow an official agency of the United States government. Well, I don't know that the DNC is... I think they're technically a private organization, but obviously they are controlling the regime at the moment. Last night, there was a vicious attack. Leftist separatists. Antifa terrorists. They tried to forcibly break into the DNC headquarters, and my God, the comparisons to January 6th, obviously... Are not lost on me. We're going to be exposing all of those leftist agitators. We're going to be giving you some commentary from lawmakers in Washington, D.C. who were nearly losing their lives at the hands of these separatists. These insurrectionists, if you will. Do me a favor. I would sincerely appreciate it if you wouldn't mind hitting that like button. If you also wouldn't mind sharing the show, A. Langer says, catching another live, this working late thing in front of a computer is kind of working out. Hey, you know, that that's the only way I was able to consume content when I worked at a computer all day. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we will be right back after this. Our national debt is a real-world problem. Our government spends more on interest payments than it does funding the Pentagon. And Biden? Well, he wants to raise taxes on businesses and the wealthiest people to use the additional revenue only to fund social welfare programs. We've gone from $6 trillion in debt to $34 trillion in just 20 years. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. In gold? It was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, our debt was $23 trillion. And gold Gold was $1,500 an ounce. Well, here we are in 2023. We have a $33 trillion debt, and gold is $2,000 an ounce. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson recently warned that our greatest threat to national security isn't Russia, it isn't China. It's our national debt. So call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Zach Payne and Red Pill 78, and you'll always get best in class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the No Fee for Life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA on qualifying rollovers. So give them a call today at 888-857-6092 to get the their free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer for seven years in a row. Once again, give them a call today at 888-857-6092. Mention me, Zach Payne and Red Pill 78. I want to specifically thank Patriot Gold for becoming a sponsor of this channel. And when you support my sponsors, you also support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And as you saw, in that introduction, I have a new sponsor on the channel that would be Patriot Gold Group, and I sincerely appreciate their patronage of the channel, allowing me to continue bringing the news and information to you guys daily. Once again, uh, if you want to give them a call and get information about their services, the number is 888-857-6092. You can find it in the description of this video. And uh, Yakich, uh, I think that's how you say it. Yes, uh, it's nothing personal, brother. I and I actually was going to mention. This. I saw you guys chatting about it in the chat, but Jovan hutton Pulitzer did a, uh, a stream today, and he insinuated through the title that there were secret watermarks on the ballots and that uh, you know, essentially he was trolling people because <clears> – <throat> You know, it, I think it was kind of directed at like the the quantum financial system people, or the people who say that Nasara is just around the corner. Something happened today, and it's going to be tomorrow. I promise you. Uh, there, there's there is a a, a an issue uh, when we're in the middle of an information vacuum, and people are just like desperate to get some good news. There are certain people who are going to tell you things that they know that you would like to happen. Uh, And unfortunately, I have been paying attention for a very long time, and I've seen certain people do this over and over and over again, constantly getting people's hopes up, constantly dashing them down. And so I think Jovan had just had enough of it. So um, go ahead and um, uh, we will go ahead and, and get that link passed out by the end of the show. The reason that the mods don't allow people to drop links in the middle of the show is because... Because what will happen is we'll have uh, like a bot army come in and they'll try to siphon viewers off to another channel, so I know you didn't have any intention like that, so I just wanted to make sure you knew that you're okay but either way uh, <laughs> wild thing. uh yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's coming um you know i I've been. I've been hearing about Nassara for going on 25 years, I mean, since the Clinton administration. Uh, and somebody always has, is telling people that, you know, oh, I know it's happening. Like, I've had people tell me that they've seen the accounts and that they knew it was going to happen by a certain date. They told me that they were the insider. Uh, and these are not people who were doing it publicly. These were people, like, behind the scenes. And so one of the reasons that I'm skeptical about it is because I've been tracking the idea of Nassara for such a long time. And I've seen these highs and lows that people people go through, waiting for it to come true. I truly do believe that we will have a financial reset. That's necessary. But I just don't think it's going to be a reset where they give everybody a million dollars, because that would basically be communism, right? Like you, you, if you're not working for the money that you have, and everybody has the same amount of money, then money has no inherent value, there's no worth to it. And so therefore, it would tank the currency. So the only way, in my opinion, that we can have a viable currency, here in the United States is, number one, to do away with the fiat currency system, get rid of the Federal Reserve. I think we've got to go to an actual storage of value, something that we can tie the dollar to, like the gold system. It worked perfect before. And, uh, and you know, even oil, it was doing us okay for a couple of years. Of course, inflation kept rising because they just kept pumping more money out into the system. I think that they knew the day was coming where eventually that would no longer work and dollars would be worthless. Uh, but they all figured that they would have everything they needed by then. You see, the elites, they are buying gold, okay? Uh, other countries, they're buying as much gold as they possibly can. And, and so when the bottom drops out of the dollar, all of the real value is going to be in physical commodities like that. So anyways, just know that I care about you guys. And if you don't hear me talking about something, uh, generally speaking, it's because I don't know that I can trust it yet. Uh, if I talk about something that, uh you know is interesting to me or that i can't verify the veracity of it i'm also going to tell you that everything we're talking about today is is news uh, except well perhaps this first story it's not typical it's not typical news but it holds a special place in my heart and when i saw this reported on gateway pundit i said you know what i really do want to talk about this You know, I've said before I was raised Catholic, and um, one of the things that I really liked about the Catholic Church, and this may be something like inherent in all humans, uh, I I liked the – I liked the, the ritual of it, you know, I mean, like, like, uh, like the Psalms and the prayers and and like the mass was the same every single time, except for the sermon. And you had all of these icons of God and Jesus around and beautiful statues. And it was just like this level of pomp and circumstance uh, that I feel like is unique to the Catholic Church. But more than anything, What I really loved about, you know, the things that we would learn and the teachings of Catholicism is the inherent presence of miracles within the doctrine. And, you know, obviously, Jesus – uh, created miracles he he performed them uh, and throughout history we have the saints who have also at one time or another committed miracles uh, of their own but we also have modern day miracles like this right here this virgin mary statue our lady of sorrow uh who is currently residing in mexico city And she was filmed actually crying. And, you know, I'll be the first to tell you that this is the kind of thing that, of course, can be faked. Um, But I think that at the end of the day, the idea that God is speaking to us through a mystical event like this. It just c- captures the imagination and, and, it, and it brings my faith to another level. And I just, I like to see it because I do believe in miracles. I believe that miracles are possible. Uh, and they happen all the time. And you don't need to be Catholic to, uh, to be able to perform a miracle for God to bless you. Uh, it, it happens. It happens where and when it's supposed to. But in the small town of El Canal, which is located in the state of Colima, Mexico, uh, it's recently become the center of Attention because we've got this statue of the Virgin Mary uh, that they claim is shedding tears. Uh, and we've got lots of people that are coming to visit. Hundreds of people uh, have been coming every single month. And uh, this astonishing discovery was initially made by a nine year old boy. Uh, he noticed that the Virgin Mary's eyes began to crystallize, creating a moment of surprise and wonder. <clears throat> so it catches this boy's attention. He looks up and he sees the Virgin Mary crying. He's amazed. And uh, he runs to his teacher and says, teacher, teacher, the virgin is crying. So she came over to take a look and she said, wow, you know, the virgin of sorrows was almost crying. So we have these images of it here. And it's if you take a look at it, let me let me zoom in here, you guys. I mean, the eyes, I I don't know if this is a, a side effect of the type of manufacturing. Like, did they make? glass eyes that look very very human but i mean they almost look as if they're crying and you certainly have tears that are streaming down the cheeks on both sides. <clears throat> so uh this is uh this is very very interesting to me and um you know I, I i think that it's a beautiful thing. So uh it says the uh the striking realism of the statue's eyes when the tears are present. Okay so they're claiming that the tears And the eyes go together at the same time. If the statue is not crying, uh, then we don't have the eyes looking like that. Let's go ahead and take a look at this video. And, um, you know, tell me if you see any opportunity for this to be faked. I'm actually going to jump over to YouTube so we can do full screen here. And let me make sure that we're on the highest definition possible. Yes, 1080. So it looks like they've got her in some kind of a case. Now, the only thing is, I don't see the tear actually moving. So I suppose there's a possibility that this could be painted on there. But I mean, anytime you've got a miracle, you've got people investigating it and looking to see if there's some kind of a hoaxery going on. All right. So I don't know. You tell me. Uh, I just thought it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. So here is another uh, mystical sort of event Uh, in Minnesota. uh, There were residents of Beltrami County, Minnesota, who saw a bright light followed by a loud boom in the sky uh, around 6.40 p.m. Uh, County officials were asked about it. They said that initially they thought it was a meteor, but now they're walking back those comments. They don't know exactly what it is. Uh, But Christopher Muller is uh, an employee at the Beltrami County Emergency Management uh, Service, and he said, this has certainly been an interesting puzzle to try and solve, and we still don't know exactly what it was. Uh, Muller continued, we appreciate the assistance we've received from federal agencies and the science community in ruling out what it wasn't and will continue to provide any subsequent information that is learned personally i think the most likely scenario is that this is a an unknown oh look at that look how fast it's going that was quick that's definitely not a meteor so this is probably that was loud hold on let's do this again wow all right so i think this is probably an as yet unidentified u.s craft Uh, that would be the most likely scenario certainly not a meteor and uh, how cool to catch that on your ring camera good stuff all right. Uh, next one I've got for you. Vivek Ramaswamy appeared on CNN and uh, the CNN host, who was the same woman that I showed the clip from the other day. Uh, who had who had been lamenting all of the things that President Trump is going to do in his second term in office? Uh, she attempted to bait Vivek Ramaswamy into turning on President Trump uh, by comparing a statement that President Trump had made uh, about San Francisco and how they got it cleaned up for Xi Jinping uh, to some sort of neo-Nazi rhetoric. And it's obviously a, a bait and switch. What what the mainstream media does is they take an isolated comment from Donald Trump, they call it racist, they call it neo-Nazi. Uh, and then they go ahead and, uh, and and then they use it to spin on mainstream media. So let me go ahead and refresh this and let's hear Vivek take her to task. That language, they live like vermin. Do you believe that that is OK, first of all, they live like vermin. Let's take a look at the streets of San Francisco, which we've examined on multiple occasions. You've got trash. You've got open-air drug markets. You've got human feces lining the streets on the sidewalks in front of businesses. Uh, you've got a, an unsafe situation with criminal activity, police who refuse to enforce the law. Uh, until very recently, you had a prosecutor who refused to charge criminals for the laws that they were breaking. Uh, and people have basically a revolving door. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately for the people of San Francisco, a once-beautiful city – They are unfortunately being forced to live like vermin. And it's just an objective truth. As your uh, Republican colleague, Chris Christie, has said neo-Nazi rhetoric.
5: This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump. Focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word was chosen for a reason. We are in the middle of a cultural war in this country. The well, you know what? It, it, it's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them Wildly as Wildly violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use the that language the vocabulary of the in or not is not what's important. <laughs> Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion.
4: <clears throat> What's most hilarious to me is is obviously the hypocrisy inherent in the mainstream media. Uh, they take the statements of Donald Trump, isolate them, chop them up and attempt to ascribe some sort of uh, racialized meaning to them. Whereas if you were to do the same thing as we have with Joe Biden, some of the things he said, uh, you can easily ascribe some sort of racial discrimination to them. Remember during the 2020 election season when Joe Biden told Charlemagne the God that if you don't vote Joe Biden, then you ain't black, or if you support Trump, then you ain't black. Uh, There are so many individual instances. What about every time that Joe Biden calls a black man boy uh, or makes some comment about fried chicken or, or, you know, whatever racist trope you might want to throw out there? Rats live in the sewers. Rats scurry around trash. Rats scurry around Feces. That's the exact same sort of living situation that the residents of San Francisco have right now
5: economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years a national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country let's talk about our dependence on china today we're actually talking about xi jinping picking on donald trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo you know what's vermin what's running around san francisco on a given day before gavin newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for xi jinping
4: The thing about the mainstream media is that their narrative crafting just simply isn't working anymore. Uh, I, I've said this on a number of occasions. I know that people some people don't like Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, I don't think that you need to like Vivek Ramaswamy uh, because those people who don't trust him uh, that are Trump supporters, I mean, uh, his messaging is not meant for you. Uh, and that reason is because Vivek is giving Trump's messaging. If you listen to everything he said, everything that he says on the debate stage, his performance in interviews such as this, all he is is a surrogate for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the candidate. Vivek knows that. In fact, Vivek works for the Trump team. I'm just going to say that. Vivek works for the Trump team, and his job is to go out there on the campaign trail and be Donald Trump's surrogate in his stead. Donald Trump is unable to. Donald Trump doesn't need to go on mainstream media platforms like this. But Vivek goes on mainstream media platforms, and he says what Trump would say. He puts the mainstream media in their place because all they want to do is focus on the most banal, fake news Items that they possibly can. Vivek is giving the same policy statements that Donald Trump will be giving and has given in the past. And as he does it, he can own these people in a way uh, that President Trump isn't able to because he's not there. So I like it and I, I encourage him to continue to do it. Um, before we get into the, ner- the the news of the DNC insurrection that took place last night, never forget, eleven fifteen. There were two stories that I had meant to cover yesterday, and we just never got to them. First of all, I hadn't even spoken about this on the channel yet, but there was about a week ago an incident in a hockey game uh, where an opposing player had unnaturally slashed the other team's player with his skate, and he cut his neck in such a way that the guy bled out on the ice. It was horrible. Uh, now, Uh, He wasn't immediately charged uh, and it may have something to do with the fact that he is uh, a person of color. Uh, I don't know that much about hockey. I don't know much about him. I don't know much about uh, the team that he plays for. But I just know murder when I see it, and, and and that was not a natural move that that guy made. He he was intending to harm the guy whose neck he slashed. Anyways, that guy has been charged with, I believe, manslaughter. He's been arrested. In in any event, uh, and uh, depending on what happens in the investigation, you know, he maybe he will get up to and including murder. There was also a tragic incident uh, where a young boy in high school you – know, he was a young man. I believe he was like 16 years old – was beaten to death uh, by eight other students, uh, and those students were also people of color, and uh, it was filmed. It, it was captured on a cell phone, and it was the typical sort of you know schoolyard uh, uh, scrapping that that we're so used to seeing nowadays. This kid was surrounded by all these other kids, and they proceeded to pummel him until he quit moving. Uh, now, the father had spoken out after that fight and uh, was, uh, was aghast that nothing was being done. Well, just yesterday, I believe all of those kids who were involved in that fight have been arrested, uh, and they're going to be tried as adults, and they are going to be going after them for murder. So that's good news. <clears throat> I love it when I see people held accountable. And I think it's time that we hold the leftist agitators of Antifa and these Hamas sympathizer groups and BLM, whatever they might be. If they're packing the streets of any city, uh, if they're attempting to break into a a government building or an agency that works within the confines of the U.S. government, let's call it what it is. It's an insurrection. They did January 6th, okay? Uh, the FBI, confidential human sources and the FBI agents in plain clothes, the Antifa who dressed up as Trump supporters, they're the ones who were fighting with police. They're the ones who kicked everything off. And yesterday they did the exact same thing at this pro-Palestine protest, uh, which was outside of the DNC. So you can see from the pictures that I put on the thumbnail uh, and from the many images that we're going to be taking a look at here in just a moment, it was violent. Uh, and unironically, they were doing much of what the police that testified in the January 6th hearings were saying that Trump supporters were doing on January 6th. But again, we know that largely those were FBI, Antifa, people who were showing up dressed as Trump supporters. So uh, they show up. It becomes a violent protest very quickly, uh, and the Capitol Police were forced to make several arrests last night. Uh, They gathered outside the DNC headquarters. This is just south of the Capitol, so very, very close to that sacrosanct building. Uh, And uh, initially, there were several dozens of them, but the numbers began to grow. Uh, Eventually, there was about 150 people there who were not only protesting verbally, but they were illegally and violent violently attacking the police uh some of them were throwing bike barricades some of them were pepper spraying police some of them were hitting them with their hamas flags some of them uh were just pummeling them with their fists the whole thing was uh very very violent and uh many people i guess uh that like legislators uh, congressmen uh, the people at the dnc they feared for their lives and i've got a wonderful quote on that in just a moment uh but the dnc was actually evacuated uh, because of how violent this got, uh, and when they started pepper spraying officers and attempting to break into the building, that's when the police officers decided that uh, they needed to to hold them back. So uh, let's take a look. This is uh, outside of the DNC just yesterday.
0: We are outside of the DNC, demanding that they have a ceasefire. We are peacefully protesting. We are talking now with 80% of Americans who need a ceasefire for the people of Gaza. The police have come, just threw me down the steps. I don't have a shoe on right now. They pepper sprayed us. They've
4: been wrestling with us. Okay, first of all, I want you to look in the background here because you can see the protesters – standing on the steps of the DNC, and there's this throng of bodies just moving back and forth, back and forth. That's the police trying to remove them from that location, okay? There's always some hysterical white woman who jumps on camera and 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 just crazily looks into the camera and starts screaming about peaceful protesting and how the cops just attacked them out of nowhere. Well, that's Not what happened, okay? Uh, That's not what happened at all. Uh, These people were attempting, look at this, we are all children of light. Man, it seems like these protests are just so well organized, aren't they, guys? Uh, Like, they've got some real money behind them, and they do. We'll talk about that in a moment. But it is a carefully crafted narrative that they're attempting to spin to make the police look as if uh, they are the bullies. Uh, But here is another video showing
2: Goodbye,
4: guys. I just want to say, I just want to say, there's nothing peaceful about getting up in somebody's face, smacking your hand as close to their head as you possibly can, and screaming F you over and over and over again. That does not count as a peaceful protest. Okay? They would have you believe that it's all peaceful until the moment they push the cops far enough so that they have to respond.
3: Violent motherfuckers. It's a violent motherfucker. Yourself, I can my camera's off.
0: Ah, shit. Move! Get back! Move! Get back! Move!
4: Okay, so... Um... Elwood C. Says, uh, so, Zach, I trust your discernment. Are you convinced this wasn't kayfabe? Uh, you're talking about the, the protest at the, uh, at the DNC... If so, no, I don't think it was kayfabe. Uh, I think that leftist protesters, in the same way that they perpetrated the summer of love, they were paid, some of them, maybe many of them. uh, And uh, I believe that's possible here tonight. But keep in mind, there are certain people who are just waiting for something to pop off so that they can get out there in the street and just commit random acts of violence. They just want to throw a brick through a government building. These people are communists, -communists, anarcho-communists, they They say that they're communists, they're socialists, uh, you know, or or that they don't even want there to be some sort of government. But there always is going to be a government. There's got to be a structure there. And in in the absence of a republic or even a democracy, you're going to have – uh, a, a communist state, or you 're going to have an anarchist state which is uh so totally dissolved that uh nobody's able to get anything done, so I truly do believe that what we saw last night was an actual event uh and it was once again. Uh, an example of these people that the DNC and the current regime have been courting uh, as we move further along, as things get worse and worse for average, everyday Americans, uh, not only us, but also for the people who thought that they were going to have control of the country when Joe Biden took over. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, he's a puppet. All right. Um, but that puppet only used the leftist agitators to affect the change that they needed to move him into the Oval Office, okay? Uh, They use people, they make alliances, but they don't necessarily kowtow to people. They do on certain subjects, uh, in certain circumstances, but at the end of the day, the people who are in power want to remain in power, and if that – Act of remaining in power requires the crushing of the people who helped you get in power. Well, yes, I believe that that's exactly what will happen. Uh, hang on, just a second. I want to see if there was any um, any response to that. I want to make sure that I was answering the correct question. Okay, but yeah, I, I definitely believe that this is uh, that this was a real event that took place last night. Um, Hold on. Filter Dog One, uh, says, Drunk Pinata sent me. Thank you so much. Uh, Just Duckies, thank you for the cookie. Silent Runner says, Good afternoon, Patriots. Uh, FilterDog1 says, is Patriot Gold your new metals dealer? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Phone number and the special link is in the description of the video on, uh, Pilled and on Rumble. Uh, Anandoc says, hi, Zach. I hope you're having a really good day. I hope you are as well. And yes, I am. loop to loop says, love that shirt. Thank you for that. Boise Blanc, thank you for the cookie. Rise Attire, thank you so much, brother. He says, miracles happen, guys. I witnessed an icon that wept. Myrrh all day long into buckets. They would collect it and give it out for free. It smelled heavenly. And I know someone who put it on a stage four tumor and it went away. That's an incredible story. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Uh, They carried it around the room and you could see no hoses. It would seep out of the glass case. And I personally watched the oil drip up the angled glass, defying physics. It's a low church, a low key church in Scranton, Pennsylvania that has it. Uh, Filter Dog One says, I've been called a maggot, Nazi, and terrorist. So let's talk about language. Yes, ex- excellent point. Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie. Thanks again, Filter Dog One, who also dropped a can and says, Mainstream media calls them anti establishment, not Antifa. And Mighty Patriot dropped some shades. So, yeah. They may be anti-establishment, but uh, yeah, they are actually Antifa. Uh, and and here's the thing: the reason they don't call them Antifa is because Antifa isn't like a uh, uh, an official organization. They don't have like a, a headquarters like the DNC. Uh, they don't have a board of directors. Uh, they are an anarchist collective, if you will, uh, set up in such a way so that they have plausible deniability and you can't really point any fingers anywhere. But When it comes to these protests, we can point to some people very specifically. Let's just finish this video.
3: So
0: peaceful.
4: I also find it really ironic that they're demanding peace through actions of violence. All right, so Congressman Brad Sherman, commenting on his experience, was just evacuated from the DNC after pro-terrorist, anti-Israel protesters grew violent, pepper-spraying police officers and attempting to break into the building. Thankful to the police officers who stopped them and for helping me and my colleagues get to safety. (laughs) Uh, So here is a thread from a Democrat who disagrees with the protesters, reflects what I saw. Protesters blocked the entrance to the DNC until police removed them. Seeing some inaccurate tweets about protesters storming the building or trying to break in. Well – it really is all uh, in the eye of the beholder, isn't it, Dave Weigel? Uh, so Sean Kasten is that thread. He says, I was just evacuated from the D.C. CC office after the building was surrounded by protesters who had blocked all modes of ingress and egress. Got grateful to Capitol Police for getting all members and staff out safely. To the protesters, please don't do something irresponsible because then people will call you out. You have the constitutional right to peaceably assemble and protest. But blocking all entries to a building with multiple members of Congress in it, protect. By Capitol Police officers who live through January 6th is putting you and other innocent people at risk. We. <laughs> This is exactly what happened on January 6th, like almost to the T. And once again, it was the exact same people who were perpetrating January 6th. We were rescued by armed officers who did not know the protesters' intent. Uh, This this is the the kind of thing that is a genuine, genuine danger to the lives of Congress members and people working at the DNC. Uh, Because let's say there was a fire. And, and the protesters wanted to continue to block the entrances, stopping anybody from escaping. They could have done it. They absolutely could have done it. Uh, forcing to, police to guess intent is irresponsible and dangerous. They don't care about that. They don't respect the police uh, and they don't respect you either, Sean Caston. I am grateful for the UCP's professionalism and all that were safely evacuated. I'm also keenly aware that it could have been much worse. Americans have a right to assemble in protest, but please do so at a safe distance and respect Police officers. So, six police officers were injured in the DNC insurrection last night. Uh, I'm wondering if they're going to do a tearful, weepy eyed testimony before Congress talking about the uh, Antifa terrorists who tried to take their lives and tried to beat them within an inch of their life. Space Wanderer 77 says that's sarcasm. We will execute them all. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, Continuing on, very, 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 very interesting videos of these protesters engaging with the uh, the police uh, and these various altercations. Uh, here is – this is the one I was looking for. Uh, this is from Anna Paulina Luna. This is right in front of the doors. And um, although <laughs> – Although they're not trying to, like, tear the doors open, I mean, this is as close as you can get to entering the building without actually entering the building. Uh, and clearly, the police don't want them to be there. That's it. So peaceful. Look at that.
3: Down the stairs. People getting
4: thrown down the stairs. Why why? Why? I'm so confused. Why would they be treating them like this? Yo. Not the not out it. It. Look at that! Look at that! Somebody's got somebody's got a bike barricade. Remember the testimony from January 6th about the MAGA terrorists that were picking up bike barricades and throwing them at the police? Well. This is exactly what we see right here. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So I had an interesting quote uh, from a member of Congress. Uh, Let's see. Uh, You've got plenty of Republicans online uh, calling these people all sorts of names. And I think it fits. Uh, Marco Rubio said that uh, the protesters were socialists, which they are. Violent socialist Hamas supporters trying to storm the offices of the Democratic Party tonight in D- In D.C. Andy Biggs, uh, the nation's capitalist under siege. Last week it was the White House. This week it's the DNC. These left-wing lunatics have to be held accountable. <laughs> I would have to agree. Uh, yeah, that's a hell of a week. We just had the White House one, too. Uh, Eli Crane slammed law enforcement for waging a double system of justice. The FBI has arrested hundreds of people for entering the Capitol on January 6th, hundreds of people who were let inside the Capitol on January 6th. Remember that there are magnetic locks on the doors at the Capitol building. The only way for people to go through those doors is to have had them opened. Given tonight's chaos, we'll see if they get the same treatment. Hmm, I doubt they will. Uh, It's worth reminding everyone that they still have no idea who planted the pipe bombs at the DNC and R- and RNC that same day. Uh, quick, quick tip on, on that investigation. Um, it was the FBI. I am convinced it was the FBI uh, because D.C. is one of the most surveilled cities in the world. Uh, you had all sorts of camera angles. Uh, you also had the unfortunate loss of the cell phone data from the person who planted those bombs. Mm, yeah, that, that just doesn't happen, okay? Uh, the FBI did it or somebody connected to the regime did it. Uh, Space Wanderer said, can't wait for military is the only way. Uh, I don't know how that's going to play out, but uh, I, uh, I I would certainly like to be able to see it. Here's the thing. One way that it could play out is if things get so bad in America, like we have a full-scale collapse – you have uh, these leftist agitators out in the streets. I mean, they've already turned on Joe Biden, right? They couldn't wait for Joe Biden to get into office. They thought he was going to be their savior. You know, he talked about gay trans kids uh, on a couple of occasions. You know, he, he had some, some uh, trans influencers show up at the White House and they think that he's like their friend. He's not their friend. Uh, he's just using them. They're a gimmick. They're a prop. Uh, and so they thought that they would be able to get what they wanted out of him. Well, they've found very quickly that they can't get what they want. Uh, Biden and the United States government's walking this tightrope between Hamas, the Palestinians, and Israel. Uh, and these people, have always been, you know, totally against the idea of anything that they perceive to be subjugation. OK, like the apartheid state, uh, the occupation of uh, the West Bank and and, uh, and Gaza. And so now that they have the opportunity to get out in the streets and demand that Joe Biden and the regime do what they will, uh, it might get violent. It might get extremely violent uh, at a certain point. And uh, let's say that we have another summer of love. I don't think that Joe Biden is going to uh, uh, sit back and I don't think that the deep state is going to sit back and just allow those things to happen. So we could see military in the streets in that respect. Uh, Jason Miller said DNC 2024 convention is going to be lit. <laughs> oh, there was uh, there was a, a, a protest at I think it was that the 2012 Democratic convention. Uh if I'm not mistaken for Obama and then there was also another one in like 1968. I know my my mom uh, may know about that. You guys uh, also in the chat may know it. Uh, Oh my gosh, was there another one? uh, Wow. Okay. Space Wanderer. I totally missed this other one. uh, Says FBI is protecting the DNC. God knows those meddling Christians will expose that the United States government is being run by pedophiles, child killers, and pedivores. Satan bless. Okay. That's what the the sarcasm was. No, yes. You're absolutely right. And yes, uh, 100% the FBI is providing cover for the DNC. Uh, Certainly, they're providing cover for anyone but Donald Trump, uh, because the FBI is the personal attack dog of the deep state. Doesn't really matter if it's Republicans, doesn't really matter if it's Democrats, uh, because those people, they're not really ideologically aligned in any particular regard. Uh, They're simply opportunists who are looking to use throngs of people in whatever way they can. I think that, uh, as I've said before, the only politician, and you not a politician, which is why I love him, uh, that really has the back of the people and is aligned with us in an ideological sense is President Trump. Uh, President Trump was the only person in the presidential sense in modern times that ever did anything about child trafficking. Uh, it's existed throughout the entirety of modern history, and uh, nobody else bothered to even address it. Donald Trump was the first one. He was the first one to address transnational organized crime uh, rather than just engaging in it like the CIA and other federal government agencies do. Uh, Rich Richard Grinnell. Uh, said this looks like the Obama DNC convention in 2012. Yep. Okay. There you go. When half the Democrat delegates were loudly anti Israel, Representative Kat Kamick said, the whole building was shut down because of the unrest. I am on Capitol Hill right now, and it's on lockdown. No getting in or out of our offices. We have officers that were pepper sprayed by pro-Hamas protesters with a lot of people attempting to break into the Democratic HQ. Anyone else notice how violent the so-called ceasefire crowd is? Yes. And Sebastian Gorka says, Democrat HQ in D.C. stormed by pro-Hamas lunatics. Just don't call it an insurrection, okay? All right. So here is a House Democrat who has, re- uh, who has decided to remain anonymous, but they were speaking with Axios and they said, it scared me more than on January 6th. <laughs> you know why? Because on January 6th, they knew that it was a bunch of flag waving grandmothers. OK, it was a bunch of average everyday Americans who had no intention of overthrowing the government, who had no intention of doing harm to public servants. No. We wanted a redress of grievances. It had nothing to do with violence. It had nothing to do with insurrection. The main difference is these people, they want to overthrow the government. They don't care if you're a Democrat. They don't care if you're a Republican because they're communists. Okay, they want to come in and they want to kill them all. They want to behead you. They want to pop you in the back of the head with a nine mil, dump you into an open mass grave and then just cover you up with a bulldozer. Someone sent out word for people to come back and police said it's not safe. Police were wearing gas masks. This was not peaceful. (laughs) Uh, Someone uh, from the police. No, I'm sorry. Some defended the mob attack. The goal was just to block the door to the DNC building in nonviolent civil disobedience. Uh, This is uh, Eva Borgwatt, the Speaker for If Not Now, national spokesperson, uh, claiming that the violence was one-sided by police. The most brutal police response I have ever seen. Really, really, did anybody die? Eva, did any of your so-called peaceful protesters die last night? I don't even think there was any injuries. Yet, yet, a couple people missing shoes. Maybe somebody sprained an ankle, broke a nail. I don't know. Maybe you'd be lucky to see somebody chipping a tooth. But no, on January 6th, you had people actually murdered. You had uh, Lieutenant – I don't even remember what his uh, designation was, but uh, Bird, the cop, shot Ashley Babbitt, shot her right in the chest. Roseanne Boylan, crushed to death at the hands of the Capitol Police. We had other people who died of heart attacks and a variety of other things. They died as a result of the police response to Antifa's instigation on January 6th. That was more violent than what we saw last night. Eleanor says, Zach and Space Wanderer agree but can't wait for God to say enough to be sure their sins will find them out. Yes, 100%. Um, I think that everybody is ready for God to say enough. The thing is, as I've said on so many occasions – Nobody knows the timeline except for God. Only God has the inside baseball on when this is going to be over. And uh, as far as we're concerned, uh, we just got to keep holding the holding the fort, right? You know, we got to keep the stove warm, if you will. And we've got to keep stoking the flames of liberty so that when the time comes, we'll be ready to step up because we're going to have a massive power vacuum in this country. Uh and uh believe me it's going to come at some point in the near future. All right you guys we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. I'll be I'll be right back on the other side. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been managed. Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot owned lab. ESS 60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back, you guys. So you may have seen this uh, the other day. There was, uh you know, there have been a series of pro-Israel, pro-Palestinian protests taking place all over the country ever since October 7th. And it's just kind of a tit for tat over and over and over again. Um, You know, you guys know how we uh, feel about this. My feeling is that the United States has no place in foreign conflicts. Uh, Nobody should be dying in wars. We We are at a point in history where we should have evolved as a species to the point where people don't feel the need to destroy each other. It's very unfortunate that that hasn't happened, but uh, I'm hoping for a day in the future where we can. And I think an excellent way for us to get there is for the United States to stop funding both sides of conflicts. Okay, don't send money, aid and weapons to side A and don't send money, aid and weapons to side B so that you can send in your humanitarian 501C3s afterwards to siphon off all of the charitable monies that comes in. Uh, But of course, we live in a society where the military industrial complex is a massive part of the economy. So that's something that needs to be addressed as well. Uh, But in one such protest recently, uh, there was a man who was protesting for Israel uh, and uh, he was standing on the corner. I believe he was uh, perhaps, you know, shouting slogans and stuff. And this guy came up behind him. This is in California, came up behind him and smacked him on the head with uh, one of those bullhorns. And uh, the guy who uh, was hit his name was Paul Kessler uh, he fell and hit his head again, and then he died afterwards. So this dude is now being charged with involuntary manslaughter. Uh, and uh, he is a professor, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, he's Ventura County Community College professor. His name is Loe Abdel Fatah AlMaji. Uh, he's being held uh, on charges of involuntary manslaughter with a bail of a million dollars. Um, although this is California, this is one of those kind of crimes where they can't really afford to just let him out on a no cash bail. Uh, and the reason I am bringing this story to you guys is because I think that uh, it's an excellent lesson in maintaining control over your emotions. People... Especially in today's world are going to do and say things that anger you. But when you act without thinking, something like this can happen. And it's a tragedy because nobody needed to die, all right? This was in freaking California, and it's America at the end of the day. People have the right to speak their minds. People have the freedom of speech. It's the First Amendment for a reason, because it's sacrosanct. It is the most important thing that we could have, the most important right from God to be able to have the freedom to speak our minds and to have a dialogue with people. And I've been asking people for years to have a dialogue with people that you don't agree with people that you don't align with ideologically, because when you find it in yourself to be able to do that, it makes it far easier to move through the world. And the crap that life puts in your way, because it's very unusual that people you meet will align with you 100%. And when you have a conversation with somebody that you don't agree with, they may not change your mind and you might not change their mind, but you more than likely.
1: fighterflare.com
4: Likely are going to see them as a human being. And that's something that's been lost in modern society. We look at people who are not like us, and all too often we perceive them as monsters. We perceive them as something different from what we are. But we're all human. Uh, Some of us, are more sensible. Some of us are more logical. Some of us are better at critical thinking. Others have been brainwashed uh, to uh, do some terrible things, and it's horrible. It's terrible. Uh, I look at the people on the left who are brainwashed and uh, and are acting out on just bad information, and I pity them. Uh, I feel bad for them, uh, and you know that that doesn't extend uh, to illegal activities that they do. Uh, It's unfortunate when people go down those roads – Um, But the people who are simply misinformed, uh, I truly do believe that at a point in the future uh, when they come to the realization that they've been lied to, that their government has not been taking care of them, that in fact it's been working against them, and that so many other different factors are, are pushing on them, that's the reason why their lives are horrible. That's the reason why they hate their neighbors. It's the mainstream media. It's the propaganda. It's the messaging. We've got to be able to move beyond it. Otherwise, we're not going to survive as a species. I truly believe that. So I hope that nobody else has to die in one of these protests because it's just not something that I think even needs to happen. All right. So I mentioned uh, that um, the the people who are funding these protests – Largely, it is uh, a couple of millionaires, a couple of commie millionaires, and they're not only funding, but they're also coordinating these pro-Hamas protests that are happening all over America right now. You might think it would be George Soros, uh, but it's actually these folks right here. Neville Roy Singham and his wife, Jody Evans, Uh, apparently they are China propagandists. And uh, one thing that is very important to remember is that the use of division among a population uh, is an excellent tool for destabilization. And it's a tool that has openly been talked about being used here in the United States by our foreign adversaries and more specifically by our communist adversaries. So these are some American multimillionaire marxists who are funding the pro-palestinian rage that we see taking place around the world. So uh Singham since 2017 he's been the main funder of the people's forum Uh, they are an organizer of uh, at least four protests with 1400 uh no four protests since october 7th they did one in times square another one on october 8th uh they're based in manhattan and the people's forum calls itself a movement incubator for working class and marginalized communities to build unity around historic lines of division at home and abroad. So in their public disclosure forms, uh, we find that Singham and his wife have donated over $20.4 million to the People's Forum between 2017 and 2022. Uh, and they've done it kind of covertly. It's through a series of shell organizations and then advisory groups. So they give money to one group, and then that group is meant to give money to this other larger group. So this is basically all of the funding that's coming into this organization. Uh, and uh, this man, apparently he got rich through a software consulting company uh, that he built in 1993 in Chicago. He sold it in August of 2017 to a private equity firm. He cashed out to the tune of $758 million, and then that same year – he founded the people's forum uh and it started the uh, the ground floor work of uh becoming an organization that was a professional protesting destabilization organization uh so the communist party of china uh is also directly involved in it uh and the singhams are avowed marxists it's so interesting that uh quite often people of great wealth and great privilege claim to be Marxists. They claim to be communists <clears throat> because in a communist society, uh, it's not that everybody has wealth equally distributed. All of the plebs equally have nothing. They are all the ones who are equal. The leaders, the people who are high level in the party, like I would imagine the Singham's would be, and, you know, taking a look at the People's Republic of China and the Chinese Communist Party there, the party leaders, they're well off, okay? The grift is strong. They have all kinds of money. Uh, They want for nothing. But the plebs, they equally have nothing as well. So uh, the, uh, the, the Singham's, have been to Shanghai, China on a number of occasions. They've got close ties to propaganda news sites that are based around the boosting of Chinese Communist Party's propaganda here in the United States. Uh, and of course, uh, you've got, um, uh, hearings that have actually happened in the past, uh, to expose some of these very organizations. And, uh, TikTok is an excellent example of uh, propaganda being pushed here in the United States. Now, it's not overtly pro-Chinese but the Chinese Communist Party are the ones who are controlling the algorithm of what you see. That's why it's a bunch of blue-haired weirdos talking about cutting off your genitals and your breasts, uh, and that's what's being pushed to your children. Uh, the idea of turning men into women and turning women into men, and then along the way, uh, you take care of any uh, possible opportunity for people to have children and to propagate the species. And then once the country has been weakened enough— Combine that with the division that's being sown among party lines, among racial lines, among religious lines, and it would be an easy sell at some time in the future if the Communist Party of any nation wanted to come in here and destroy us. Uh, They've also done the same thing with the U.S. military, attempting to destroy the U.S. military so that uh, they can easily – commit some sort of military action against us if they want. Uh, I believe that all of these things will be sorted out uh, before it's too late, uh, but I believe that it was necessary to gradually break down all of these institutions that we have in America that have become so corrupt and so powerful uh, and who truly do not have the interests of America in mind. Uh, If we're ever going to change it, then you've got to be able to identify the problem and then work to bring in something else. Okay. So, um, the Freemasons are tax exempt. I I would imagine that, I mean, are, are they a 501 C three? I don't, I guess I don't know what the, uh, what the corporate structure of the Freemasons are. I mean, I guess I never thought about that. I would imagine they would be uh, a private membership organization. I have heard actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have heard of people using private membership organizations, Uh, to organize themselves in a tax-free manner. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember where I heard this, but I guess that doesn't surprise me now that I'm hearing about it. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Okay. And uh, let's see. Going back over here to the foxhole, I just want to... Say a couple of thank yous. Let's see. Um, Mighty Patriot said election year coming will be just like the summer of love, but fewer in numbers, I think. Uh, Isn't it interesting uh, that we've got the same sort of thing happening just before this next election, only it's the alternate party in power, but it's the same people who are committing the same sorts of protest actions. And um, I think that what this is going to do It's going to backfire on those leftist agitators. I think that the country is going to demand a return to sanity, and therefore we're going to usher President Trump back in. Um, Minnesota Hens 84 says, keep up the great work. I love watching and listening to you. Thank you very much, Hens. Appreciate you. Space Cookie dropped a cookie. Thank you. Chops, good to see you, Chops. He says, it's only an insurrection when it's against America. Uh, who cares, uh, says, high five, Zach, SpaceX launch tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern from Texas might even be able to see it. That's pretty cool. I wonder if I'll be able to see it here. Uh, Brubark says, it's the have nots versus the have yachts. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, that that's a, a, an apt descriptor for it, for sure. All right. This is a follow up to the story we did yesterday about the ghost buses, Christopher Ray being confronted in Congress. Um There was uh, a a post on Twitter from somebody uh, sharing a video from another time. It was actually Minnesota back in 2020, but it was posited as one of these ghost buses. Um, I remember the conversation around these ghost buses, and I remember this video going around after January 6th. There was a whole bunch of them that people were finding. And uh, this is very clearly in Minnesota. Uh, it Like you see Minnesota state troopers. You see, you see the cars and stuff. You might even see a license plate. Um, but this article uh, is uh, suggesting that perhaps that video was posted to maybe – to be some sort of disinformation, to take people's eyes off of the real problem, I, I don't know that that's the case, and I'm certainly not going to make that claim about the people who posted it. I, I think that people see things online, and it's very easy to share them and just say, hey, this is this is what I was told it was, and so here we go. Um, but, um, but yes, I just wanted to suggest that in case anybody had seen that floating around, uh, you know, it, it always do what due diligence you can when you're seeing something virally being passed around. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I, that, that was it basically. I just wanted to suggest that. All right. So we have a big win. A big win that might, might, Help us out in terms of rebuilding the U.S. military. Andre, are you out there? I think that he may not be. But the U.S. Army has officially removed the COVID vaccine recruitment for – Recruits coming in to the armed forces um this is only the army i cannot speak for any other branch of our military uh but we have been at a historic low in terms of recruiting this is why you hear them talking about allowing you know illegals into the army and stuff or they lowered the requirements to allow people with you know serious felonies or perhaps you know doing away with drug testing just so they can get bodies into the boots um But they are giving enlistment bonuses of up to $50,000. You've got uh, uh, over 150 jobs you can work if you come into the military. I don't know if this has changed at all, but just the COVID vaccine no longer being required. I think that's a big win because we've seen these vaccine mandates gradually kind of fall off and, you know, uh, uh, state governments, uh, uh, private companies, now obviously a branch of uh, federal service, uh, removing that restriction. And, um, this is, I think that this should be a great learning tool for people who perhaps might have shamed you if you are a person who didn't want to take the jab uh, at some time in the past. Uh, Because the argument then was that, you know, COVID-19, if you don't take the vaccine, then you're going to be responsible for the death of a grandma or you're going to be uh, 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 putting other people's lives at risk. Uh, Well, if that were the case, then the mandates would stand uh, and the efficacy of the vaccine would be clear. It's not. There is no efficacy. It's not safe. It's not effective. And it's largely one of the reasons why we've had such a fall off in enlistment. Um, There is also the possibility that people are just choosing not to join because they don't want to serve under a Biden regime. uh, And they're worried about uh, where we might end up if we're going to end up in Russia, if we're going to end up in the sandbox. Um, but uh, now with this being removed, I am pretty interested to see if recruitment is going to start ticking up again and if people of adequate qualification are going to want to join the armed forces once again. So, God, it's just – it's been just over two years since Lloyd Austin put this on the books and said that everybody was going to have to take it. Uh, and uh, it's, it's done some serious damage. Um, if we take a look at recent numbers, uh, you still got tens of thousands of people who are in the military but have not gotten dosed. Uh, hang on. Where is it? Where is it? OK. So <clears throat> current fiscal year. Uh, The shortfall of the Army. They cut their planned active duty end strength from 476,000 troops to 466,000, and Army officials are now projecting that number is not going to be reachable. Uh, As of September, we only had 445 active enlistees, Uh, so... We have, uh, we have a 7% shortfall or 7% have, uh, have dropped out in the last two years. Um, if we take a look at February of 2023, this is when a memorandum rescinding all policies related to the DOD's COVID-19 vaccine mandates went out. Uh, and uh, we've got out of 8,000 people who were discharged, only 43 have rejoined. So I think it's pretty clear that uh, people are not, jumping at the opportunity that all of these other benefits they're talking about. It's just not enough to get, uh, boots on the ground. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because the only way we can protect our our land and our sovereignty is if we have people who are willing to protect our land and our sovereignty. Uh, unfortunately, it seems that Joe Biden is uh, more interested in destroying that national force so that we don't have anything to protect us. And that might have something to do with uh, his relationship with China and uh, China's relationship with sowing division inside the United States. So, Uh, I think this should uh, be of no surprise to anyone. David DePape has been found guilty. Uh, Obviously, sentencing has yet to happen. Uh, But uh, David DePape was found guilty of all charges. He's going to be facing a maximum sentence of 20 years on one count, 30 years on another count. Uh, And uh, we'll have to see if he's going to spend it in a federal prison or if they're going to send him back up to Canada. All right. So this is an update to the situation taking place in Fulton County, Georgia, as you probably remember, the defense attorneys uh, for a case where Fulton County is being sued for access to their election materials that they by law uh, were mandated to hold on to. They recently withdrew from the case. Um, Aaron Taylor, excuse me, not Aaron Taylor Johnson, just Aaron Johnson and Teresa Crawford. Uh, this is the lawsuit being brought by Garland Favorito and his organization. Uh, they abruptly withdrew. And they gave no specific reason. We kind of were considering maybe it was in regards to uh, some people who were going to be questioned. Maybe there's going to be a conflict. Um, But at the end of the day, what we need to see is an examination of physical paper ballots. Uh, Fulton County, Georgia had the responsibility to maintain them. Uh, This lawsuit has seen some ups and some downs. And I believe that the lawyers for the defense pulling out, uh, that's a good sign for the for the uh, uh, the plaintiff here in this case and, and for Garland Favorito. So it looks like they uh, are now being represented by attorney Ray Stallings Smith. The third, he is one of the 19 defendants in the Fannie Willis case, alleging President Trump orchestrated a criminal racketeering organization. This is a very interesting development. So the the lawyers for Fulton County some people who work for Fulton County have pulled out and uh god and so <laughs> so now these they're going to be represented by one of the defendants the switch from the two attorneys was observed publicly today during the hearing wow uh okay so i i, I still don't understand why they would uh have had to do that that's that's crazy that is wild okay all right okay um Recently, with the uh, the the elections that took place in select areas around the country, uh, we talked about a situation in Pennsylvania. Audit the vote. Pennsylvania had determined that votes were being added and then subtracted from a Republican candidate who was running for the GOP state Supreme Court. Um, the video that they le- released on November 7th, uh, has pretty much been ignored by the mainstream media. I think it's only been talked about, as far as I can tell, in independent circles. Uh, Andre says, Hey, Zach, uh, just got here, had to work late. I just got here. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well too, buddy. Rewind the show about a half hour. I, uh, I said hello to you <laughs> earlier. Hopefully you heard it, but. All right. So, uh, Audit the Vote Pennsylvania posted this video, which showed that 386,151 in person votes were removed from Pennsylvania Republican Supreme Court candidate Carolyn Carluccio on election night. There is no logical reason why a vote would be added and then subtracted from a candidate's tally. Because once they're counted, you've got a physical ballot. You've got a physical ballot and that electronic check, the tally, goes into the system. So... Carolyn Carluccio ended up losing the race by two hundred and seven thousand one hundred two hundred and thirty seven votes. Um but they have given no explanation as to how the votes were removed after they were counted. Tony Shoup from Audit the Vote Pennsylvania, she's been a guest on the show before. Uh, She is part of the group that put this together and and determined what happened. She said, when you have in-person vote totals on the State Department website, go down by 350,000 votes at 946 p.m., And no one answers as to how that happened. You don't have transparency in the process, and therefore, you won't have trust in the outcome. And that's all we're looking to do is to restore public trust in the outcome of our elections. Uh, I think that it is a uh, a logical thing, logical thing. So – at one point, Carliccio started to lose in-person ballots. That's according to the Secretary of State website. Uh, and then all of a sudden she went down by 377,022 ballots. So her opponent, a Democrat, had 387,213 in-person votes. Carluccio was at 763,873 in-person votes. She loses that 377,000 votes, roughly half of what she had, uh, and then her and McCaffrey are very, very close, all told she lost those three hundred and eighty six thousand votes at nine forty six p m Daniel McCaffrey also lost votes one hundred and seventeen thousand five hundred and forty nine at the exact same time that 's a difference of two hundred sixty eight thousand more votes lost by Republican candidate Carluccio than. McCaffrey. Uh, so then, at the end, McCaffrey is the winner, allegedly, with two hundred seven thousand two hundred thirty-seven votes. Uh, and uh, this is the same type of uh, of tomfoolery, if you will, that we've seen all over the country uh, when you have an electronic system, uh, which, which can be you know altered at the stroke of a keyboard. There's no way that you can trust it, and uh, I'm. I think that the only way that this is going to be answered is if the people of Pennsylvania put enough pressure on the government. Uh, but even then, it's likely that they won't answer it either. Uh, the fact that they have the information, that they have the evidence, I think it demands an explanation. And I think that they should be calling up the secretary of state and asking them what happened. I, I would hope that uh, Caroline Carluccio might try to bring some sort of case uh, to determine you know, what the reasoning is behind this. I, I've never seen this before, except. In 2020, uh, when they were taking votes from Donald Trump and switching them over to Joe Biden. Uh, here we go. Uh, another uh, another view of these votes. You can see here, boom, they just leave. And then all of a sudden, because she's lower than him after all those votes are deleted, they are at the exact same ratio the entire time. Look at that. They track along at the exact same ratio. This is like the kind of thing that. Uh, that Ed had discovered. There's always a ratio. I'll tell you what, I'm going to reach out to Ed and uh, and we'll see Ed Solomon, the uh, mathematician. I, I, I'm interested to see what his thoughts are on this election, because that's totally not logical. Uh, it's not something that happens. And this sort of continued perfect proportion between the two candidates is also not something that you see in a, a real life scenario as well. <clears throat> All right. So another issue of election fraud, voter fraud, maybe taking place uh, was in Massachusetts Um this one is interesting because the man who had his ballot stolen, he actually went to the voting booth. They told him he'd already voted, and I guess he was forced to cast a provisional ballot. So turns out he's actually got security camera footage of the woman who came in and stole his mail-in ballot, and uh, let's see. This is in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Um, he's the one who reported the incident, uh, the man who has chosen to remain anonymous uh got a little bit of confusion on election day when he went to the voting booth and said, Hey, you've already voted. He said, Wait, hold on, no I haven't. <clears throat> so he came home and he checked out his ring cam <clears throat> and uh wouldn't you know it, you've got some some uh mailbox fishermen. In his mailbox, stealing his mail. Uh, And of course, he reported it to authorities. Now, the real question is are the authorities going to do something? Will they be able to do something? It certainly warrants investigation. Uh, The Secretary of State in Massachusetts is a Democrat, Bill Galvin. Uh, He spoke to NBC, who reported on this, and he confirmed that this was one of two reports of voter fraud in the city. Uh, Now, Two that were reported, how many others happened uh, with ballots that people stole that these people were never planning on voting anyways? So there uh, is an indication that we're likely to get a lot more complaints and they're actually fielding them. So there are investigations that are being held at both the state and local levels. Uh, the secretary of state said we are going to get all of the ballots out of Lawrence, all of the mail in ballots and provisionals and reconcile the list. If it's necessary to further investigate by contacting people who supposedly voted by mail, we will do so. Good for him. I'm glad to see him doing it, even though he's a Republican or a Democrat, rather. So as of Tuesday afternoon. The police have got two individual reports of potential voter fraud or stolen ballots in Lawrence. There may be more. It's premature to say. The second report came from a woman by the name of Rosales Gonzalez. She's also a Lawrence resident. Her in-person vote was left in limbo due to a mail-in ballot that was cast in her name with a forged signature. So Gonzalez has expressed her frustration. How come it's not going to be counted if I'm voting right in front of you and I'm telling you that the vote you have there is not mine? It's an excellent question. Of course, this is a system that's designed to allow for someone to steal your vote. So she, the Secretary of State, assured Boston, uh, NBC10 from Boston, that results would be finalized before the candidates start their new terms in January. Uh, He also said, we're on it. The minute we hear about it, we took action. We've had a history of sending people to jail for committing crimes. That's what we do here. Uh, Also, if this was what we think it is, I mean, mail being stolen from a mail box, there could legitimately be a federal investigation as well, uh, as the theft of mail is a federal offense. The only problem is it's the post office who investigates it. And the post office, <clears throat> as we know, is woefully mismanaged. Uh, I think I read uh, earlier today there are seven or eight billion dollars in debt. Uh, and that's despite the raising price of stamps. The only problem is uh, nobody 's buying stamps nowadays, you know largely they 're just sending things electronically. Uh, I can tell you exactly where all that money is going uh it 's Amazon. The problem is Amazon because Amazon works out a deal with the post office to send packages at a reduced rate because there's so many of them, and, and that 's how they get away with free shipping on so much stuff and it uses the postal service to do the actual deliveries. Now, there are Amazon delivery drivers, uh, but a certain percentage of those packages are delivered by postal workers, and they are delivered at a loss to the U.S. taxpayer to the benefit of Jeff Bezos and Amazon. So uh, if there is another reason to stop supporting Amazon, that's it. Okay. Okay. Breathe the Nipple says, I use snail mail. I use snail mail too. I mean, I, I like stamps. I've always been a stamp collector. I've got a bunch of them. Um, stamps, modern day stamps are not as, um, they're not as desirable, I guess, or maybe I don't find them to be as desirable, but I used to love it, getting letters in the mail and, <clears throat> and cutting off the stamps and saving them and uh, finding some cool stamp, foreign stamps, stamps from early 20th century. I sound like a real geek <laughs> going on about this sorry guys All right, so this was a case that I felt was a big win for religious freedom and freedom of speech. Uh, We had uh, a Finnish state prosecutor by the name of Anu Mantila, uh, and uh, they attempted to punish two Christians for being Christian. Uh, Pavi Rasanin, and again, these names are Finnish, so they're not going to be easy for me to pronounce, uh, who is a 62-year-old medical doctor, also happens to be a member of the Finnish parliament, and a grandmother of seven, and then a Lutheran bishop by the name of Johanna Pojala, uh, they were both charged with the crime of being intolerant to homosexuals. Why is that? Well, they shared a post which included a verse from Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 24 through 27, therefore, God gave them up in their lusts of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. I don't think that sounds like it's intolerant against homosexuals. Too big for bikes says I witnessed the majority of a company of Marines at Camp Pendleton doing the funky chicken, dropping out of formation, hitting the deck due to a bad batch of jabs in 1990, never took another shot. Holy jeez, that turned out to be a story different from what I thought it was going to be. I just thought it was going to be a funny story about a uh, a, a platoon of Marines doing the funky chicken. Wow, hitting the deck due to a bad... So, 1990, that would have been like the anthrax vaccine or something like that? Wow. I am... uh, I know that... When you join the military, they make you take all kinds of crazy vaccines, and the argument has always been that it's the U.S. military. They own your body basically at that point. Uh, But good for you. Glad to see that you never um, had to go back. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Okay. Um, So this verse, this Bible verse, uh, got her in trouble. Uh, For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations – for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. So, if you're a Christian, you just can't simply sweep biblical teaching under the rug because it's not what the woke literati wants you to do. Uh, you're supposed to stand witness to the word and proclaim the truth of scripture. Now, if a certain portion of the Bible includes something that you don't like, you can go ahead and ignore it. Um, but of course, uh, because we have religious freedom in the West, you should be able to quote the lines of scripture from your religious texts and uh, be relatively free from uh, criminal actions or or from discrimination. Now, if you guys have ever read like the Talmud or the... Um What's the Muslim one? I'm sorry. The Quran. The Quran. There is some stuff in there that, uh, definitely is offensive and sounds totally insane when you take it out of context. Uh, and I'm certain that to people who aren't Christian, uh, if they read the Bible, then maybe they're gonna feel the same thing. I don't really, I can't think of anything, to be quite honest with you, that they would be able to take offense to. I mean, it's all, you know, pretty much face value stuff, I feel but the stuff that i'm thinking about in those other books uh they are completely outside the boundaries of anything that i find uh to be acceptable um but you can quote those things and you would never be worried about criminal charges coming against you so both of these of these individuals Raznanin and Pojola When they posted this, they were not demanding that the LGBTQ population be locked up. Um, They were just living their life according to their faith. They were hoping to spread the gospel, save souls, uh, and they weren't doing it out of hate. They were doing it out of love. Uh, so the prosecution attempted to characterize them sharing this scripture along with a 2004 pamphlet entitled Male and Female, He Created Them, Homosexual Relations Challenged the Christian Concept of Humanity as an Attempt to Spread Intolerance of Homosexuality. So if they succeeded in their attempt to prosecute them, uh then, uh, of course, things would have been really bad. Um, so the good news is that they were found – to be not guilty. Uh, There was actually one court case, one trial that they had to go through, uh, and then there was actually an appeal. Um, But uh, luckily, they were found to be not guilty, and therefore, they don't have to worry about any criminal actions. And it uh, goes without saying that, you know, they're going to be setting some sort of uh, court uh, precedent over there in Finland, uh, and it means that people should be free uh, and feel unencumbered to share the writings of uh, anyone from the Bible uh, and not have to worry about ending up in prison. Uh, real quick, Andre says the government does own you. You can get a non-jud- non-judicial punishment for getting sunburned, destruction of government property. Pretty nuts. Are you kidding me? That's insane. That is absolutely insane. But, yes, that's definitely something that I've heard before. Um, so, uh, God, they can give you a punishment for getting sunburned? I mean, if they got you marching out in the sun all day, what the heck are you supposed to do? All right. Um, So I have some bad news, perhaps for people from New York. Uh, George Santos, he's been a controversial figure since uh, taking office not that long ago. Uh, He was recently accused of and actually indicted on some charges by the DOJ. He's been under investigation by the Ethics Committee uh, and they found that it's highly likely that he actually broke the law. So George Santos has announced that he's going to be retiring. He's not going to be running for office again. Uh, now, the claims against George Santos are unsavory. I will give you that. But I do believe in innocence until proven guilty. Uh, so I well, I find it questionable, uh, the situation that he finds himself in. I believe that there's a distinct possibility they might have set George Santos up, uh, in an effort, uh, to try to destroy him so that they get one more seat in the House. Uh, but, The committee, which is led by Republicans, found that Santos violated criminal laws and sought to fraudulently exploit every aspect of his House candidacy for his own personal financial profit. He blatantly stole from his campaign. He deceived donors into providing what they thought were contributions to his campaign, but in fact were payments for his personal benefit. Now, if he did that, then obviously that is breaking the law and George Santos would need to suffer the consequences of it. Uh, so he's not going to be running again. And uh, I don't know if there's going to be like a special election or something like that or if he's going to be able to serve out the rest of his time. Uh, but I want to remind you that we've had ethics, uh, questionable ethics, that have been on display in Congress for a very, very long time. I mean, talk about profiting. From your office? I mean, what about the insider trading that goes on in Congress all the time? Uh, what about Ilhan Omar uh marrying her brother so that she can get citizenship or he can get citizenship? And then hiring uh her her boyfriend to uh to do things? I mean, he's getting paid out of the campaign, he's getting paid out of her personal coffers. Uh why is it that the Democrats don't investigate Democrats? Why is it that the Republicans wanted to investigate George Santos? I tend to believe that George Santos simply wasn't playing ball, uh, and it, it's possible he may have had good intentions. Uh, maybe he planned to pay back his campaign funds. I don't know. Uh don't know where George Santos's heart is, and uh, that would all come out in a trial. Um, but I can tell you that uh, due to the interests of so-called Republicans in Congress, uh, they have worked out a scheme to remove him. So here is what they found. Um, yeah, the willful violation, violating the Ethics and Government Act over his financial disclosures. So I guess George Santos lied about his financial disclosures. Uh, I can only hope that a qualified America first Republican with a more savory past uh, can be elected in that area. OK, um, I thought that this was very, very interesting. Um, I'm sure you all remember when Chicago named itself a sanctuary city. They essentially sent up a bright spotlight into the air, announcing themselves as a haven for people who would come to the U.S. illegally, uh, that they would be able to go to Chicago and they would receive the protections that no one else was willing to give. You're weak. You're tired. You're huddled masses. Bring them to Chicago and we'll take care of you. Well, The weak, the tired, the huddled masses and the illegals listened to Chicago and their local government. And now, as a result, the people of Chicago have had enough. The people of Chicago are overburdened. The city services are overburdened. This is exactly what happened in New York. Well, now Chicago is being forced to do something about it migrants or illegal aliens who come to Chicago are now going to be limited to 60 days in a city shelter. So that means at the end of that 60 days they're going to have to be cycled out and a new illegal is going to be moved into their place. Ideally these city shelters are only meant to be temporary accommodations so that you can get your, you know, stuff together uh, and you can go ahead and get yourself a home, uh, but it looks like these guys don't even have the ability uh, to rub two nickels together, let alone spit shine a pair of shoes, because they've got these signs held up here. We need paid job training. Uh, and as a result of the uh, horrible mismanagement of Chicago's city government, they are completely overwhelmed. They've created their own illegal immigration crisis. And the communist mayor, Brandon Johnson, uh, his approval rating is in the tank. Uh, very, very low because, uh, he's done absolutely nothing to address pretty much any of this. So there was a recent poll from the Illinois Policy Institute, uh, which shows that Johnson has a 28% approval rating. Uh, things are bad there. Uh, Johnson made the unexpected announcement about this 60 day. Limit uh, at a city council vote. They voted uh, 41 to 8 to approve the 2024 budget. In that budget, they've set aside $150 million to care for more than 21,200 illegal aliens sent to Chicago from the southern border. Uh, Many of them on uh, the uh, the tax dollars that uh, Governor Greg Abbott is providing. Uh, the announcement represents the first attempt that they've made to really address the situation. You've got nearly 12,300 men, women, and children in city shelters and more than 2,400 illegals living in police stations across the city and at O'Hare International Airport waiting for a bed to open up. Are we to believe that there's no like homeless residents of Chicago. I mean, what are the people, the Americans, the people who can't find a job or have had their lives destroyed by the current regime, what are they meant to do? I I mean, are they just sleeping out on the streets? Uh, Are are, are they being kicked out of these shelters? Uh, I'd be really interested to know that. Uh, But I I, I can tell you this, it's just another example of the Democrat-run cities that are just failing the people of our nation. America wouldn't be here to save your ass, uh, if it wasn't for the Americans that are providing the tax dollars to do it. And we shouldn't be forced to do that. We also shouldn't be forced to choose an illegal person who's not meant to be here over somebody who was naturally born in this country and perhaps is given more of their, their life, their spirit, their, their, their very essence than any of these people have. I don't care that they walked a thousand miles to come across a border illegally to get all the way up to Chicago. Uh, they should not be here. There is a process to enter the country, and if you choose not to follow that process, you should be deported immediately. Um, One final note on the impeachment of Joe Biden. Recently, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, had said that he hadn't seen the evidence of corruption rise to the level of an impeachment inquiry. However, now... He's showing that the inquiry up until this point has already shown corrupt conduct. I think that is a really, really soft shoe approach on this. I think that the Biden crime family are an illegal criminal organization. It's an American political dynasty to rival the Corleones. Uh, And uh, now we already have several key witnesses that are going to be coming in, but other key witnesses are being called up, uh, including Democrat donor Kevin Morris. He's the guy who paid for Hunter Biden's tax debts. He met Hunter Biden at a fundraiser for Joe Biden. And Joe said, tell you what, save my son's ass and we'll go ahead and take care of you when I get into Washington. So this is a pretty big development. It shows us that an actual impeachment inquiry is just around the corner. We're going to have a series of public testimonies exposing more of these criminal actions. It's going to get worse and worse and worse, and more people are going to hear it. More people in Congress are going to be comfortable talking about it. And then finally, we're actually going to get an impeachment. Now, I have said this on so many occasions, an impeachment does not equal a removal. I don't believe Joe Biden will be removed. He would not be Conv- he won't be convicted. And then, uh, you know, act- the trial won't be in the House and then conviction in the Senate uh, because the Senate is controlled by the Democrats and the Democrats are not going to want to remove Joe Biden. Well, I don't know. Maybe they might <laughs> without bad things are going. Um, but um, at this stage, it's important to fully expose Every every single corrupt action that this man and his family have taken, Uh, that's what the important thing is, to to put this into the minds of the American people because not everybody watches podcasts. Not everybody pays attention to the news at all. Uh, This needs to be covered. This needs to be exposed. Uh, We need to get it out there because we need to make sure that we never allow ourselves to be put in this position ever again. We need to close some significant loopholes in our system and we need to fix our system so that it's no longer this unequal distribution of justice. Uh in some cases uh overhanded uh uh, uh accountability and in other cases zero accountability. Uh let's see. Uh, Too Big for Bikes says, too bad I lost all my freedom rods in that horrible boating (laughs) accident. Oh, that's funny. I remember that one now. Yes, yes. All right, you guys. Uh, I had some stuff about China. Um, Joe Biden called Xi Jinping uh, a dictator (laughs) while he was there visiting. And uh, Anthony Blinken uh, didn't care for that. And then shortly after that. He made a joke about uh, the press, and of course, you know, there's no freedom of the press in China, so they cut his microphone, Uh, but that is essentially it. Oh, yeah, also, we have another um, uh, modern musician, uh, a rapper by the name of Azalea Banks. I'm not familiar with her. I know the kids might listen to her, Uh, but she's come out as a Trump supporter. I believe that she was a Trump supporter previously. She has talked about this before. Uh, There's been some blowback, Uh, but she had some great quotes about uh, the situation, She said that she admires President Trump's sense of humor as well as his survivalism in the face of nonstop attacks. Seriously, nothing can take him down. Uh, Hold on. Uh, Oh, this is an abridged version of it. Hang on. She said – Okay. Nothing can take him down. He's just effing funny. He's been through how many bankruptcies, how many wives, how many television shows? Seriously, nothing can take him down. Uh, she was asked about Trump uh having his finger on the nuclear button. Are you worried about that? She said, well, uh, he he didn't press it the first time around, and you never know, Biden might hit the wrong shit on the antenna and blow the whole thing up. <laughs> she also said that keeping Biden in power is elder abuse. Uh, she said she supports the Second Amendment. She feels way safer in her home state of Florida. Whoop, whoop. She said everyone carries a gun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dude, everybody here can conceal carry without a permit now. I, I didn't realize it had gone through. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that one. <laughs> so, um. She also said she rejects the term people of color. Good for you. Black and proud. Uh, never say the word POC. Thanks for letting me know there's no difference between me and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, and, and and this comes hot on the heels of a, a number of modern musicians who are having the courage to get out there and say, hey, we support Donald Trump. I love it. We need it. I need all you people out there to continue to rally around President Trump. Keep spreading the message. Uh, let's get him back. Uh, let me say thank you to no one else. That is all. All of the thank yous. Let me make sure that I don't miss anything over here. Um, and I don't think I did. Nope, that's it. Okay, guys, we're done. I will be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. for my weekend live stream interview. See, tomorrow, oh, nine to 11. My buddy Jeff Dornick is going to be here. And then on Saturday. My friend Corey Hughes, who was doing the investigation to the assassination of JFK, and he just wrote a book. It just came out. He's going to be coming back. Uh He has refined his theory a little bit. We're going to go through some new evidence, and I, I know that since the last time he was out, some new documents were revealed, so perhaps those are going to be worked in. But either way, should be some good conversations. I hope to see you here. I want to remind you before you go, don't forget about the sponsors of the final portion of tonight's program, and of course, it's not working, but... That would be, first of all, my friends at onenessdrops.com, onenessdrops.com are where you can get your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Keep these on hand to make sure that you've got the ability to create safe and fresh, pure, uh, unviolated drinking water whenever you need to. Go to onenessdrops.com. Use code RP78 to save 15% off your order. Don't forget about Mike Lindell and uh, his uh, his friends at MyPillow.com. When you go to MyPillow.com, you can also use code RP78 to save up to 80% off all of the things that Mike offers, the Giza Dream Sheets, the mattresses, the toppers, the slippers, the bathrobes, all of it. It's all quality. It's all made in America. You support Mike and his efforts to solve the issues with elections here in America. And of course, you support the show as well. So thank you to everybody who has supported the program. Thank you for being here with us tonight 412 12 and on. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this earlier. 412 and on had dental work that he was getting today, uh, and we didn't know until just before 4 o'clock that we weren't going to be going on the air. So I don't even know if he made an announcement. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's why there was no taking it back today. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Peace out. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. Guys, um, I am hanging out for an extra second because I forgot to release the scratching, and I've hit it a couple of times, but it hasn't popped out yet, so I'm just waiting for it to release, but maybe everybody left unpilled, and that's why there's no scratching is being released. I don't know. There we go. First, timekeeper just won seven gold pills. Big Mamu, Cyber X Speed. So yeah, there we go. L, Lieutenant Cooker, uh, that's my favorite dancing baby meme ever. There you go. Zenit also won some gold pills. I got to make sure everybody gets a couple of gold pills before I take off. I don't know what the deal was. It wasn't working. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, listen to Esther. Definitely watch, quite frankly. Frank's great. Hang 10 Alien Surfer, Truth Crew, Debbie Rausch, PC Native. Okay, and looks like that's it. Okay, guys, I'm really going.
2: now